Eight Square Podcast. I am DJ A Alongside my brother Cornbread Antonio. Uh, first of all, how are you doing? Uh, how's everything going with you, man? Hey, man, I'm I'm doing great. I think for the listeners out there, this might be I think our forty eighth, forty ninth interview, and I get yeah. excited every wow. time because we nice. have some great content coming your way today. Um, we have a, a friend to the show, a friend of the friend to Northside yeah. Hospital. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate that connection there. Um, but today we got a special guest, DJ, and that's my yeah. guy, Joe Engel, man. What's up, man? Yeah, hey, what's man, going on? how are y'all doing? I appreciate y'all having me. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, man. No Great problem. to have you. Um, what we always do um, before we get into the spicy talk, you know, um, we would like you to introduce yourself and let the people know a little bit about you before we get started, sir. Sure. Well, I'll tell you, I got to start off since you start on bucket list. I'm a, as you can see behind me, um, huge Georgia fan. So, uh, I'm, you know, we've, we've already got the back to back. I'm hoping my bucket list is to watch a three peat. So, uh, we, we bleed, we bleed red and black out here. That's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, no, but I'm, I'm got an awesome wife, been married for 15 years. Uh, we have a, a, a great blended family of six kids. Um, five boys and, and, and one girl and uh mm. she's my pride and joy she's the the, the as, as i say she'll get mad at me but she's the one from outer space because man girls are way <laughs> different than boys i mean Tell she's me the oldest or youngest, oldest or youngest? Uh, she one? is right in the middle oh, I mean, okay. smack dab in the middle so she yeah. she gets it on both sides you know yeah. but uh yeah. but no i work for a great company uh been with the same company for 10 years i'm in sales and uh work with the automotive industry and just Man, we just we have a great time around the house and stuff like that. So it's 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 a great time of year. Thanksgiving's coming up, and we have a lot to be thankful for. All right. So you mentioned you work for the automotive business. Um, as you know, there was a lot of strikes and everything this year. A lot of stuff going on. Correct. Um, did that affect you? And if so, can you explain? And if not, what were your thoughts on, you know, what was going on? What? Um, you know, it, it did affect us a little bit. I'm on the the other side, if you will. I worked for a couple of dealerships years and years ago. So mm. we supply the automotive industry with services, basically. Uh, differential fluid, fuel injection cleaners, things like that. Um, it did affect us because obviously when customers are taking their vehicles in, they can't get parts. Right. So, you know, we, we felt that hit because people aren't going in or their cars just sit there. Um, but we get through it. You know, we've, we've, we've been blessed and we just figured out a way to get through it. Nice. Nice. Don't really have an opinion on it. It's just, Hey man, it's part of life. It, it's you know, part of life. Yeah. your curveball and you figure it out. You yeah. Know? I like that. Um, so Joe, um, you know, it, like we said, it is, is a stressful time for some people, exciting time for some people. Um, yeah. I think they just came out with loneliness is like a real epidemic or, you know what I'm saying? It's a problem with, you know, people being lonely, especially around the holidays, yeah. um, with all the stresses and stuff like that. So I know you wanted to come on here and just some, discuss some things, uh, obviously that you and the family and everything are going through and hopefully our listeners out there, um, we reached, you know, um, old age, young age, boy, girl, doesn't matter. We, we reached a whole demographic. So I know people yeah. can learn from your journey. So if you mind telling us, I guess, you know, why you wanted to come on the podcast and say these words or whatever's going on with you and your family and, and education, sir. Sure. And I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So I, obviously I said we have six kids. Uh, we lost one about three years ago uh, to mental health and suicide. Um, my son's name was Jackson. Uh, he was 16 years old, had him for 
just awesome 16 years um had some 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 signs um you know from him having some mental health issues prior to us losing him but i i uh was able to speak to a high school about a month ago um man it was it was amazing how this high school did a mental health week because it's something that i fortunately but unfortunately had to realize it's a real thing um you said something about being lonely man it, mm-hmm. it's it's mental health is tough man and uh i firmly believe and i'm hey a little embarrassed to say this five years ago if you said what is mental health i'd have just said that person was weak you know I, I didn't know any better i wasn't educated now moving you know through the things i've gone through and seeing what my son's gone through um seeing what i go through still you know after losing my son um which i'll get back to that but we i just feel like in america right now mental health is so high on the the spectrum but yet it's the hardest thing to get help with right now um going back to my son uh we lost him like i said three years ago um unfortunately you know now my family is left with the I don't even know what the word is, the, the void um, in our lives to having to, you know, bury our own son. Um, we've had a great support system with friends and, and family and things like that. But I just want to get the word out, man. It, it's, you know, I, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but it's such a tough topic to obviously speak on. But, um, you know, losing losing a son and, and losing him that way. Um, was extremely tough on my family um all the other kids talk about it some not as much as i feel like they should but i think the biggest thing is man people have to get help that that's that's something that you know i, I don't know what y'all have gone through i you don't know everything i've gone through but i just i want people to understand it's it's our motto is it's okay to not be okay you know because it, it's it's part of life um the cool thing, my, my wife is, is my rock and her and I were sitting around after my son passed and realizing all the great things he had done through his friends. We didn't know. Um, it is, is, is like, as much as we like to say Jackson was an angel, uh, which he is now, but on earth, he was, he was not an angel. He was, you know, the, the kid that kept getting in trouble and doing crazy things and, th- you know, stuff Dang. like that. But then when you lose a, 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 a kid, Man, all these other kids were reaching out to us, crying and, and, and needing help at the time. So we came up with a, a foundation for a couple of years called JR Semicolon. And that's really, really big for me because my son's name was Jackson Royce Engel. But we did the I or the semicolon, it looks like an I to represent his name. So when you drive around coming Georgia or, or Atlanta or even some other states, we did t shirts and and stickers to remind people if they see that logo, hey man, it's okay to not be okay. And what that stands for, even though it's Jackson Royce Engel, it stands for just relax and pause. You know, we, we have that moment where, man, okay. I can't get through this. Well, just take that break for a second and take that deep breath and, and let's get through this. So we were having meetings with all the kids and, and, and just, man, you know, first month, all they want to do is cry and talk about Jackson. But then we, we started really, really getting into, you know, the mental part of it. And all these kids would just break down and, and, and cry because they're going through things, you know, that their parents may not know about. So this mental health is tough, man. Thanks. Um, 
Thank you, Joe. So before we even get started, um, I want to make sure because you were breaking up a little bit. Are you connected to the Wi-Fi and stuff? Because this is some great information. I don't want to um, lose I I translation. Give me stuff. one second. Let okay. me try to jump on it real fast. Hold on one second. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. no problem. Sorry, yeah, no problem we man. don't. We don't. We definitely. You know about to unpack this. Yeah, um, definitely. A square podcast to the people <clears throat> that are out there. Please uh, click the link. Uh, it, it'll be in the description. Asquarepodcast.com. Uh, this will also be on all all of our streaming platforms and whatnot. We have our guy Joe Engel with us today. And uh, it, we're talking about mental health and we're talking about, you know, just a little bit of everything. And um, we wanted to dive into, you know, as much as we can. So for those people that are out there, if you are tuned in, if you can, if you can comment, if you can uh, send questions or whatever you have, we'll try to, you know, get everything to you guys. So uh once again thank you joe for joining us and you know giving us you know all the information and everything antonio what you got yeah so um so joe so let's try to unpack some of the things you know that obviously that your family's going through or um you know i don't want to speculate on your son or maybe what he would have went through right so i have a uh i have one kid right and he's 10 um, so he's going to grow up uh, for future, probably going to be a single kid. Right. I know Aaron has went, uh, you know, he has two kids, but they're so spread out. It's, it seems like they're single kids. So, yeah, it is. <laughs> so it is. do you think, I guess, let's say looking back as a parent um, or maybe even some of his siblings at this, do, did you guys see any signs? Um, did he say anything that kind of tipped it off or did you tell that he was, let's say, uh, mad or disgruntled or he just wanted to leave Earth or anything like that? Oh man. Yes to all of the above. Um, okay. and, and I don't mind sharing some pretty deep, deep things that happen if it can help somebody. Yeah. Um, my son, I would say a year prior to him losing his life actually told us that he was going to do that. Um, man. told us the exact way he did it. Um, and it's one of those things you, you want to believe it, but you don't want to believe it. Um, th- th- so obviously we were talking earlier, I've got a little bit of a blended family. So he had come to live with us. He was having, you know, just a tough time in, in life, um, failing every single thing and, and this, that, and the other. And he ended up coming to live with us for a couple of years. And man, he was playing football, making great grades, making good decisions. And then all of a sudden just took a, a, a tough turn in life. Um, and and I just I got the phone call one night, you know, that he had he had passed away. And then a couple of days later, you know, you, you don't want to ask how, but you want to know as a parent. And um, it was the exact same way he told us he would do it. OK, that's tough. Um, so what's the what's the grieving process you've seen so far? Like if you so you hear that your son has committed suicide, right? Do the police mm-hmm. come and do an investigation? Is it? Um, do you have guilt? How does your, you know, does that turmoil come between you and your wife or you being yeah. a parent of other kids now? Cause you might be more protective now. They might sure. say oh, they want to go to sure. McDonald's and you're like, no, nah, you good. You know, you're going to stay in this house so I can watch you. So just tell That's us right. that, that process after the fact. Okay. So when he passed away, he was not at our house. Um, he was at my okay. ex-wife's house at the time, but yes, I mean, obviously the cops are there. Um, yes, they do investigations. Um, I am now the, I don't want to call myself the helicopter dad, but man, I'm, I was already strict because this way my dad raised me, you know, my curfews growing up was my grade. So 
ninth grade, I had to be right. home at nine o'clock all the way up to, you know, being a, a senior at 12, which my kids aren't going to like that. But that's going to be on them as well. <laughs> um, it's just, hey, that's, that's what pops told me to yeah. do, you know. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the grieving part, man, it, it's that's a, that's a hard part, man. You know, there's there's days I wake yeah. up three days, three years later and you go through, you're sad. One day you're mad. You know, there, there's times, if I'm being honest, I get mad at him sometimes, man. I, I don't get to hug him. You know, I don't get to, to, to see where he would be right now. Um, so the, the, the grief process is the hardest part that I deal with now just cause he's not here. I mean, you know, so it, it's, there's some days that you don't really feel it. it. It's, you know, you're getting along really well. You're driving along the road and you see something or he's got this one hat that he wore 24 seven. Um, and when I see that hat, it just, it gets you, man. It gets you. It's a black hat with the Nike white swoosh. Um, that even one of my 13 year old identical twin boys wears now, but it just, it, it, it hits those, that heart, man. It That's just, cool. it, it hits you hard. Cool. One of the things that, um, I can say that I appreciate you saying on this podcast today is that you, you, you've spoken out and you've talked to young people yeah. and you've gotten, um, and you, and you've gotten the feelings from them about how they feel about him and then, you know, that, that process of the grieving from them and then how they feel. I want to ask you, how did you gather the, I want to say like the courage, right? Because it, the courage to, to get up and, 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 and to speak to young people. How did you gather, gather that, that courage to do that? Because uh, there's so many people that some people don't even want to talk about it. Some people don't yeah. even want to, uh, you know, I, I kind of look at my grandmother as sometimes who lost, you know, children, you know, and I speak to her about it. And even though, you know, they may have been older, she still looks at them like they're babies, no matter sure. what, you know, no matter what it is. Um, and I was like, would you like to visit, you know, the, the grave site or whatever? And she just, she can't. She can't yeah. do it. And so there yeah. there are different types of people that grieve differently. Was this a part of like the grieving process to you? Or how do you how are you able to gather that courage to do that? Um, I don't know if it was so much the grieving process. I looked at it as if I can help one person that's struggling at that time to not commit suicide, just to be blunt about it, that's what I wanted to do. I felt like I spoke at Lambert High School about a month, month and a half ago. Um, and, and really, man, on the drive there that morning, I, I, I just remember like it was yesterday. I'm, I'm driving down the road and I'm saying a prayer that I can just talk without crying, you know, like the ugly crying, not, you know, a tear here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm talking, you know, obviously like Georgia, I said earlier, you know, I love them. When we, when we lost Alabama in overtime, you know, I'm out there just crying on the back porch ugly crying. Yeah. I, I just, I wanted to get through it to help somebody. And man, it was, we did two sessions uh, because it was two different times and it was a voluntary thing for kids to come in. And I had a little slideshow, this, that, and the other. And we have a tree that's planted at the high school and it wasn't planned. It just happened. And I look out the window and I can literally see that tree 
that represents a memory of my son while I'm talking. And then as we are, as I'm speaking to these kids and I show a picture of my son's grave and it's something that I really, really thought hard and long about getting that personal for me. But then I thought, you know, there are a lot of people in this world that talk about suicide. I'm going to kill myself, but they don't really know what that end game is. It's, it's final. So I guess the, to answer that story of all the rambling, it was more of a, okay, I've lost my son. I, I have to accept that, but I'm going to put myself second and I'm going to do it through him. If someone can learn from, from what we've gone through and what my son did, then man, it's worth my tears. You know, it is. Understand. Um, a square podcast listeners. Um, we got Joe Engel on right now. Um, he's discussing about some mental health issues and, you know, losing his son to suicide. So Joe, did you say your son was 16 when he lost his life? So he'll be 19 now, or he was 13. He would be, 19. be 16. He would no, be 19. He would, he would okay. have been 19. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So, yeah. so how do you guys, um, let's say celebrate his life, right? Do you guys do something on his birthday <laughs> or do you, still have let's say i don't know his room or like what's some things that you guys do to keep keep him around and and, and everybody's spirits and, and air upbeat and everything yeah um man my son wore jordans like they were nothing so i've got his favorite pair of jordans at my house um when we have christmas or a dinner sometimes we'll put him in a chair just to you know represent him being there um, we've got a little spot <laughs> in the house with his pictures and things um for his birthday I drive to his gravesite. I just sit there for, you know, however long and talk to him. I put a little cupcake on his gravesite. Nice. And, um, you know, just, just have that one-on-one time with him. And uh, as I said, with the tree that we have, have at the high school just down the road, I just, there's nights I drive by there on the way home and just sit there for a little while and just reflect, man, you know. Understand. But I talk about him all the time. I, I you know, I love the way my wife said it. She'll say, hey, you know, we have six kids. We don't say it's five because we'll always have six. Right. And if they ask her age, she always says we have one that's forever 16. You know, for sure. For sure. So. Um, we do have a question for you. Um, somebody okay. asked, do you think COVID and isolation was a player in all of his mental health crisis? Ooh, I do, man. I, I, I do. These kids, you know, we were talking earlier how you and I grew up. Man, I, I couldn't imagine having the things that these kids go through taken away from them. Yeah. You know, I remember a lot of the people that I know, kids were in college or high school, didn't get to finish their football or baseball season, didn't get to walk and graduate. Crazy. Um, so, you know, these kids these days, I just feel like they have so much more on them. You know, as I told you earlier, I got 13-year-old twins. And, you know, look, I understand we all had to wear masks. We had to do certain things we didn't want to do. But man, imagine being 10 years old at the time, being told, you know, hey, you can't go to school. You can't do this. You can't, you know, you couldn't see people's emotions for what, a year because yeah. we all had masks on, you know? So yeah, I, I feel like it, uh, I don't know for sure, but I might I feel have like intensified. It might have intensified yeah. feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah. I, do. I understand that. Yeah, I've talked about that before um, on the podcast. Like I said, my son was kindergarten. Uh, he was in kindergarten, so he had his first full year of going to school, right? And then first grade, second grade was COVID. 
So yeah. third grade, um, he went to school. You know, everything's back open now. So he went to school third grade. So I asked him, hey, you know, how was school? How's all this? He was like, it's straight. You know, I was like, well, you haven't seen kids in forever. How was that? Yeah. He said, I said, how was the little kids? Because I'm thinking still when he was in kindergarten, he he was around new people and older mm-hmm. people. Right. So now I flip the tables on him. I'm like, OK, now you're the third grader. How was it being around younger kids, right? Second, first, kindergartner. He said, oh, they're kind of weird. I said, what do, you, <laughs> what do you mean they're kind of weird? He said, yeah, it's just they don't know how to. And, I, and it clicked. It's like because that's their first year yeah, going, to public, go. or going to school, right? So think yeah. of it, you're a second grader, and that's the first time you've been around anybody like that. So, so it makes wow. sense. It, it can, it can, you know, change the trajectory of, I say, how you, how you interact with people, your life, or that, Definitely. or bring that extra anxiety. So, and it's like Correct. I think about that. You know, I asked my son the same thing like during that time, and I'm like, my son, he, so he's 16 now. I'm thinking about it during that time. I'm like, so how do you feel? You know, you're not going to school. You're not, you know, around a whole bunch of people, you know, so on and so forth. And he's like, they got FaceTime. They, <laughs> we got FaceTime. We got PlayStation. You know, so it's like it, the the times are different. But I'm like, yes, that's true, son. But the 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 conversation that you have with people one-on-one in person is different than you have with somebody via camera phone you know what i mean and i think that now he understands that more because like you know when i'm with my grandmother and i'm on facetime he's like i want to hug her (laughs) you know what i mean you you know that 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 hug that love you know what i mean like all those things play a key factor uh in all of this so it's the a square podcast guys again if you guys are just joining us we are talking about mental health um we have my guy always antonio aka cornbread we have our guy joe joe with us today uh antonio what else you got for us man i do um i got one more question for you and then um kind of something that i just thought about so we'll we'll go with the question first um so first off people are hitting us up saying hey there are mental institutions or um ways to give people help and so with that i would like to know joe um let's say there's a listener out there right now and their kid boy or girl just said hey Mm -hmm. i want to kill myself is there any advice if you could let's say redo it again or anything that you've seen or maybe talk to somebody and they gave you some advice now is there anything that you would say to the listener out there who might deal with this you know today tomorrow through the holidays or five years from now sure well don't take it lightly, first of all. You know, it, it's uh, when I hear people say that now, because I get phone calls from other parents. Hey, my kid, you know, is going through this. Can you talk to, to my kid? Or, hey, my kid just told me they, you know, they want to kill themselves. What do I do? You, the first thing, don't take it lightly. They got to get help. Um, you know, we had talked about my 13-year-olds. Um, mm-hmm. They went to a place called Summit Ridge. They had some... Uh, some tough times last year with bullying at school um, started some self-harm and things like that because they didn't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So we had them get help at, at a place um, outpatient. And, and you know, the, the thing is they just went and talked about feelings. And I, I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, and maybe I skipped that is a, don't take it lightly, but B, man, you got to talk to your kids. You know, there's coping strategies. There's, there's uh, dialogue that as either a parent or a friend that they they got to reach out to somebody, man. I've, I've got a, 
obviously I'm not going to say his name, but one of my best friends right now is going through some tough times. He, he's extremely depressed, doesn't know why, has a great life. And it's tough for me to talk to him because he has told me that, you know, he's had that thought of, of taking his own life. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's a trigger. You know, it, it's hard for me to talk about that because I couldn't imagine losing another, you know, family member or a close friend to suicide. But, you know, the shirts be kind. Man, mm-hmm. that, that's my favorite shirt now because I don't know what you guys are going through, man. We're sitting here. We're talking. When we get off of this, you know, we might have to go and, and deal with something tough right now. However, if I'm if I know you're going through something and you come to me and say, Joe, man, I, I, I need help. We got to be there for each other, man. We got to be there for each other. We got to be there for our kids and our friends. Appreciate and, it. And I wonder, and I wonder, does that trauma come from the trauma of like people not being able to be honest, like the brutal honest about what they're going through? I wonder why that's so hard for people to come out and, and talk about their feelings. Because I know what I was going through, you know, as a young person. When I was young, I would get frustrated with certain things. I'll be honest on this podcast, as I have before, I was always told, oh, you're going to get sent to the crazy house. If you keep acting like that, you're going to be crazy. You know what I mean? So it was like it was beat in my head that if I spoke about my feelings and I spoke about certain things that I were feeling at the time or cared about, so on and so forth, that I would be deemed as crazy or I would get put on the crazy pills, you know, certain little things like that, because I think the era, you know, that I came up in, I wonder if it's, it's interesting to me. It's like, I wonder if there's something that we can provide to people that we can talk to me and be like, it's like you said, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to talk to your friends. It's okay to, to vent your feelings. And it's okay to receive those feelings. That's why I can appreciate the fact when you say that you went and you spoke to younger people. And I applaud that, man, because that it can't be, it that. cannot be easy. It cannot be easy to do that. Man, it's it's not, but you know, and, and you hit it on the money, man. My dad, um, I'm forty seven years old. Mm-hmm. My dad, I don't remember seeing him cry, but maybe three times in my life. He taught me you don't cry. You, you you be tough, you do this, you do that. And then the older I've gotten and the things that I've dealt with, man, I'm the crier now. Like, I, I'll, you know, I, I, it's okay to cry. You know, I tell people that. Look, yeah. man, we're human. Well, you're and, a Falcons fan, so, yeah, I get it. Don't do that. <laughs> Antonio, don't do that. Don't do it. It makes sense. What? I'm just telling it. them it I makes sense. It. I'm just telling them it makes cry sense. cry after the Super Bowl. I cried after Georgia lost. <laughs> but, but no, man, it, it's, you know, look, I'll share something very personal to me right now that I'm trying. I've always been against medicines, um, mm-hmm. the crazy pills, if you will. I finally had to say, look, man, I need help. I, I can't do it on my own. So I just recently started taking, you know, some medicine through my doctor, seeing great results with it. Um, and it, it just, it takes that edge off that, look, I'm in sales, so I'm constantly going, you know. Anxiety. I'm, I'm, I'm that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, man. And anxiety man. is so tough on people. So I finally said, look, man, I'm going to go talk to somebody. Um, I'll be honest, him and I were not a fit, but 
it was great for that one hour to see, hey, man, I can go out and talk to some stranger about what I'm going through, and he doesn't judge me. He just, hey, man, why don't you try coping this way, and why don't you try this method? And it was amazing. You know, I had a, a about two months ago, I had a just a day I woke up, and it was one of those days where I missed my son. I was angry at the world. Um, I didn't talk to my wife all day. And we were in the same room watching watching the Falcons. It's probably another reason why I don't want to talk. But I didn't <laughs> say – I just didn't say a word to her. And I wasn't mad at her, but she looked at me and she says, did I do something wrong? And I said, no, I'm just – I'm having that day, you know. And we're all – we all have those days. I told the doctor that, and he looked at me and says, but you know what? You choose to have that day. And I thought, yes and no. You know, I, I, I didn't choose to wake up feeling this way. I didn't choose for my son to, to do what happened. But, yes, you're right. It, it, it clicked. I am choosing this. So he said, look, go walk, take a deep breath, hence just relax and pause, and see if you can, you know, figure a way to, to feel better. You know, but, man, I'm, I'm all about taking a medicine if you have to. I'm all about being kind, man, because we, we don't know what people are going through. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. that, man. Um, first off, uh, from the A Square family, man, we want to commend your courage for coming on here and speaking truth to power, you know, and giving Thank people you. out there, especially like I said, especially around the holidays, this gets rough for people. You know, every yeah. everyone doesn't yeah. have family to to be around and and receive that love, you know. So, and like you um, said, Antonio, that's all <laughs> of us. Yeah, that's all of from every every generation. Again, I literally. Just like a few days ago, I had this conversation with my grandmother where she's showing pictures of her mom, her sister, and like everybody's gone from that, you know, from that generation. Yeah. But then yeah. as she sat down at, you know, my daughter's birthday party, she's sitting with her, my daughter's great grandparents, which is a part of her, that age group, and her grandparents that are there. And she's like, this is a whole different thing. I've never seen nothing <laughs> like this. And, and she was just, she was just grateful and just thinking like, you know, we're all going to go through this. She was like, it, it, it doesn't stop. It's just a matter of how you deal with it and, and how you move forward and keeping the people in your, 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 your thoughts. Cause that's how we keep them alive. So, so Joe, um, you know, each episode, I think this is, we'll make this 184, um, 185, 185. So we'll make this episode 185. Yes. Um, and we name, uh, episodes, different names, right? So yeah. I think, um, it only is fitting that, you know, yeah. we name this episode after your son, man. So I agree. Please. Wow. So please wow. let us know, uh, you know, obviously say your son's name again. And then if you got any contact, like, I don't know if you're on social media or email, whatever, so people can contact you, right? Because they might have more questions after that. So let sure. us know. What you yeah. <clears throat> uh, so my son's name is Jackson Royce Engel. Um, my email address, don't don't mind giving that. Of course, people are going to make fun of me. They're going to see how old I really am with this email address. <laughs> you, but, if you uh, say, no, 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 daddy. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. say AOL. I was going to say, if you say AOL, I'm out of here. Dial up 123. Exactly. What? We're going back to podcast 184. It's uh, so it's my last name. It's I N G L E, the number two, the number four at Hotmail. So it's English oh, 24 Hotmail. at Hotmail. Uh, 
I'm not it's mad not at that. It's not too far from AOL. I'm not <laughs> mad at that. I had a hot meal. I had a hot meal. I had a hot meal. Keyword had. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those, man, everybody knows it. I don't want to get away from <laughs> Come it. Come on know? now. Yeah, you never but know. Hey, you if, never if, know. If there is someone listening, man, all, all jokes aside, email me. I, I don't mind reaching out. Give me your phone number. Um, I, I'm the, how do I say this? When this all first happened, I, I had a gentleman reach out to me and said, look, you're part of a club that you don't want to be in. And I loved how he said this. He goes, it's not your responsibility to help, but it is. And man, that stuck with me. So if, if someone's out there going through something that they just feel is so big for them and they can't do it, send me an email tonight. I will call you tonight. I will talk to you. Um, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Awesome, man. We appreciate it, Joe. We appreciate you, man, from the A Square podcast. You are a part of this family now. And and anything that you do, but, you know, whether it's community-wise, whether whatever it is, we're going to be here to support you. Uh, The only thing that that, that I cannot support is the Georgia Bulldogs because (laughs) as as a deep look, listen, listen. Nice knowing y'all. So listen, here's the crazy part. Earlier this summer, as a DJ for Illinois, we had three four-star recruits from Georgia and two from Florida. And I do not think we secured but one person. And it was not from Georgia. It was from Florida. And, you know, we're like the Falcons of the... Of college football, right? Easy now. <laughs> no, that's called hey. Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that could be true too. That could be true too. But uh, I definitely appreciate you, man. We we appreciate you for joining us and sharing your story and everything, man. Thank I you so much, you guys. Sure. Man. And for the live yes, listeners out there, um, we still gonna go live. So Joe's about yeah. to drop off, um, and we still yeah, gonna record definitely. our regular show. But we just want to give y'all yeah. that. Quick little nugget, like I said, before we hit the holiday season. So thank you again, Joe, Absolutely. man. Appreciate thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, we appreciate you, man. Night, and I appreciate well. it. I'm going to leave you with that right there. Good oh. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Y'all have I a love good it. night, man. Have a great Thanksgiving. Have a good one. Good Thanksgiving, Thank Joe. you. You as well. Thanks, man. Yeah.